The Red Rum Theater, Episode 18, Back to the Future. Welcome to the Red Room Theater, where we watch movies, we love movies, we were raised by movies. We are your hosts, Ernesto Alaniz. And Antonio Marino. And every week we look at one of the movies that helped raise us up. Talk about how that movie raised us right and raised us wrong. Today we talk about the movie Back to the Future and how it taught us to be cool and to put down bullies with extreme prejudice. Back to the Future. This movie is 30 stinking years old, dude. Insane. We were... Four, five, six? Legit. Holds up like a mug. You can watch this movie today. I can show, my, my kids are old enough to watch this, and they're going to be on the edge of their seats, blown away the whole time. Big time. This movie... Even when they go back, the clothes are awesome. Dude, I, I feel bad that there's style. The way Marty dresses in the 50s is awesome. would be amazing today. Like, they could hang out down here, downtown Flint, dude. It'd be sweet. Consolidated in the barbershops <laughs> and look awesome. Legit. I mean, hipsters are trying to be. They wish. McFly in the 50s. But this movie is a cultural icon. I mean, Back to the Future, this movie has made so many things. Like, people see things and they think Back to the Future. You can't see DeLorean and not think. That's the only reason I know what a DeLorean is. It, it would have been a race in history. It would have been a failed car company no one heard of, but because of... Wasn't it? It was a failed car company. Yes. No one cared. No one bought it. It ran terrible. It was, it, there was no colors. It was stainless steel. Stainless steel. Um, real heavy, too. But uh, Too bad they looked sweet. The doors. That was the that wings. Was the that was, <laughs> but DeLoreans. There's lines people say that come straight from that movie. Um, like, great Scott. Like, that. you know that's... What the hell is a gigawatt? <laughs> we say that all the time. <laughs> what is it? One point twenty-one gigawatts. Yeah, one point twenty-one gigawatt. <laughs> um, there are, there are, dude. It is, it is. You know who was an incredible cameo in all these movies? Who? Flea from the Red Hot Chili Peppers. What are you Flea's talking needles, about, dude? That's in two. He's not in part one, is he? I don't think he's in two he's and three. In two and three. Two and three were filmed back to back. Okay, yeah, yeah. Okay, that's right. That's right. This is one of the first movies I ever saw that was built with a sequel in mind. Usually movies are one next to you know gonna make money or not. This movie had the very end with them uh, flying away, but still, Back to the Future is such a huge show. It's such a huge movie that they literally- They tried a cartoon that failed. They had a, it spawned a cartoon, spawned two sequels. It, 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 it is a strong trilogy. But the Future Trilogy is a strong... Ch- I, I say part one's still the best. It's the best. Okay, I, I don't know if you're with me or not. No, I mean, two is sweet, but... Okay, what's your ranking? Um, one, three, two. 
I go one, two, three. Dude, that's because you're smarter than me, dude. I didn't know <laughs> two came up to three, dude. <laughs> you're stupid. But uh, I love the Wild West. I love that that's whole why. thing. That's yeah. I mean, Wild, Mad Dog Tannen. Mad Dog Tannen. Dude, well, how about how insane it starts out when they when he gets to town? They drag him through that's town. Crazy. And they string him up to hang him. You know, in that scene when they string him up, he passes out because the thing's broken. The thing, the, it's supposed to be like, there's a tarnish you wear to hang yourself. And it's was wrong. He got he passed out. They had to tear, put, pull him down and revive him. You know what's crazy though? Right before they revived him, his hand started shaking, dude. Oh my gosh! <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> but literally, this movie is so popular. The big one of the biggest cartoons um, currently being shown is spawned off of Back to the Future. There's a show called Rick and Morty that people love it. Uh, you're. Uh, your kids love it. I don't have kids. I don't know anything about that show. Uh, the, the millennials love it. The 20-year-old, 25-year-olds. The show's it's the biggest Cartoon Network show you got. Or Comedy oh, Central. Oh, Comedy Central. It's, a, oh, it's huge. Cartoon Network's on Comedy Central. It's huge, dude. And stinking, um, the literally the writer of this. My bad. Adult Swimming and Cartoon Network. Yeah. The guys who wrote this literally just wrote Doc and Marty. And they, they couldn't do that because it would be sued. So they just changed it to a, do, uh, uh, a crazy... Psycho professor and his nephew, and they go on adventures. And it's just, it's just Doc McFly. Is it really? It's Doc McFly. Is it sweet? It is. It's really funny, dude. The, the kids like it? Oh, no, not kids. It's, 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 oh, it's for, okay. It's adult it's, humor. It's adult humor. It's great. Like the, 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 the crazy um, professor, he's an alcoholic psycho, dude. Dang. It's, it's really funny. Um, but in this movie, it has that level. I mean, literally, on Jimmy Kimmel, he. That was the best. And people went nuts. Hit that stinking clip he did of McFly and Doc coming together again was literally one of the most viewed clips Kimmel ever made. How did Kimmel get that? Uh, Kimmel gets some weird things sometimes. I think he's the, not, the, the least funniest guy on late night. I think he's good, though. I like Kimmel. I don't. I think he's like, he's like, he reminds me of, who's that vanilla guy who dated Britney Spears? Kevin Federline? No, no, no. <laughs> vanilla, vanilla, lame. He was MTV, like, uh, doing videos. Carson Daly? Carson Daly! He didn't date Britney Spears. Didn't he date one of those? He did a Jennifer Love Hewitt, fool. I got, I got a backpedal then. Man, you better, uh, <laughs> you better watch your mouth, fool. Shoot. I'm just saying, that's how Jimmy came out. To me, he's just white, vanilla, boring. Too bad Carson's on The Voice, dude. Dang. Is he? He's the host of The Voice, dude. <laughs> Vanilla. Vanilla boy. But this movie is gigantic. And let's it's go ahead amazing. and get into some of these great performances. Because this movie's made by some incredible acting. The acting, the performances in this movie are wonderful you and creative careers. You're watching a movie, it's so good. You're like there. It's so good. Like, for example, it's so good. Let's go in. I'm gonna go in right away. Thomas Wilson plays Biff Tannen. Thomas Best Wilson of all time. in real life is a sweetheart. He's a. I, I listen. I've to, seen him on kids' movies playing like the coach or something. He's, he's a like a big, he, soft-spoken, huggy dude. And so they, they bring him in to do this movie, and he's like, "I'm gonna." I'm, and Zemeckis tells him what he wants and how to do it. So they bring in Biff Tannen. He's a big dude in the he's Back to the Future dude, movies. But in, in high school, college, he wasn't an athlete. Nothing. He was always in acting, always like that. But he, when he did the way he said it, he said. That he was bullied a lot when he, before he went to puberty, and he just went and took all that those bullies that, and he just made him into one guy. Too bad and he plays the best bully. Everyone who hurt seen. him and was mean to him, he made it into one guy and became that guy. 
He's one of the the he's. I mean, he makes Roger from Doug look like Garfield, dude. <laughs> dude like he is, he's a he's he's so good. He's incredible. He he's. I thought he must be a piece of crap. I, I thought he can't. He must be that person in real life, and he's not. He's a he's an actor who brought this character to life, and you can't help but think. I know this guy. This guy exists in the world, walking around. So that's how good Biff Tannen is. I mean, Vip Tannen is so such a powerful character. I mean, here we are, three years later, we and still he's the president. <laughs> he is the president. He's dude. Did you did you see that meme on Facebook when he, the uh, Trump's watching? Uh, he's walking. I think he's going to Air Force One or something or helicopter or something. And his jacket's open, and there's like a close up, and he's got the sports almanac in his dude, jacket. It's so <laughs> funny, dude. <laughs> but uh. So Tannen is it's only in America, <laughs> <laughs> dude. So Marty McFly played Michael J. Fox. Michael J. Fox, I like his career. I like his. I like uh, Greed him as a, is the best movie ever. Which one? Greed. The one where his grandpa or his uncle Lou is thinking uh, Kirk Douglas. Yes. And he's a millionaire, <laughs> and all the fam, uh, family members come to try to get the fortune. I like Doc Hollywood. I like oh, Secret of My Doc Success. Doc Hollywood was awesome. Secret of My Success is the one with the very end. They're all going to hotel or the room to room in the big mansion, and the, that song that boom, boom, do, do, do. Isn't that Secret of My Success? Oh, uh, from Ferris Bueller, that same song? Yeah, that same song was at the very end of that movie. Um, but uh, I like McFly, I do. But in this movie, he, we'll get to how great he is. Oh, but, dude. The Back to Future trilogy is like his, that's his career. That's his baby. Um, you have Christopher Lloyd as Doc Brown. Christopher Lloyd has a lot, he has a huge filmography. Been in a lot of movies before and after this. And he's not, thing is, he turned it on for this movie. He decided, I'm going to play this, 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 uh, this guy over the top, eccentric, weird, and it stinking plays, dude. It, he's genius, dude. The funniest thing he does is on part three, when Doc had written that letter that they got mailed to 1955. Right. And Doc's reading it. <laughs> he's like talking about his partner in time and all this stuff. And he gets to the bottom. He does that whole, the whole sweet thing. And he's ended it. And he's getting emotional reading his own writing. And he goes, he talks to Marty. He goes, I never thought I could write something like that. And he's like, it's great, Doc. It's great. <laughs> so funny, dude. He's reading his own words, getting emotional. There's a part in the lab where the, the, the car goes in the trash. And it sets on fire? And he's, he's like, like oh. <laughs> That's so funny, dude. His reaction is so dramatic. His facial dude. expressions, dude. Oh, man. It, he is Doc Brown. And the thing is, Marty and Doc, I don't know. They, the way they, they uh, trade off. It's, it's, it's like... George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Ocean's good, dude. The way they trade off, it's oh, insane. Dude, best friend. And for Marty, he needed a mentor because his dad was yeah. still a weak man. His, that, he needed see, to have... I never really put that together that Doc was like his, um, his mentor. It was yes, his, he it's was. His, like, he went to him for counsel, to. advice. That's who he went to for all kinds of cool stuff. But um, Christopher Lloyd, incredible. Leah Thompson plays Lorraine. The mom. Um, the mo- she's the mom. She's old and she's young. She's, she's hilarious. Hot. Holy yeah, crap. But it's really funny how in the movie, she's at the very beginning, she's talking all this trash like, when I was your age, girls didn't call boys. We didn't park cars with boys. <sighs> then you go meet and her. She's a hoochie. Dude, she's crazy. She's dude, a hoochie. Dude, she's there, dude. And she's like, <laughs> dude, she's crazy. Smoking. He's like, geez, you smoke too. You sound like my mother. <laughs> like, <laughs> she's 
She's like, I'm almost 18. I've parked in cars with boys. And you're like, oh, my God. He's drinking that liquor. And she pulls it and says, jeez, you drink and you smoke too. Dude. It's like kissing my brother. She's so forward. And she all plays it all like she's prude. But in the past, I've never seen purple underwear before. Calvin. Calvin, it's stitched on your underwear. Calvin, Calvin Klein, Klein, dude. We're in those purple tidy whiteies. Little purple Calvin Klein shonies, uh, but uh, <laughs> she's she's great in it. That's my mom. Your no. mom, Crispin Glover. This guy. Oh my! Actor. Listen, the, the second two movies, you miss him not being in the second two movies. He's little roles, but I'm saying his role is he's such he's a good a actor, dominant character. Yes, he one. is. He's huge. It's, part it's, one. It's almost like centered around him. I'm gonna say. I'm gonna say this. I think this movie is his story in a lot of ways. Because McFly, uh, Marty McFly. What did your mother ever see in him? Oh, she felt bad because she hit him with the car. Hit me with the car. <laughs> You're like, oh, dude. He's no. like, he sees his dad in the tree. He's a peeping town. It's unbelievable. <laughs> your dad. It's sad because your parents aren't cool. They're no, awful. they're not. He is not cool, dude. Remember when he's watching that TV show and he's sitting with him and he's laughing his butt off. And just, oh, that laugh is incredible. Dude. So, so Tan, I listen to this radio broadcast. Um, there's a podcast called uh, "I Was There Too." Great podcast. We'll link to it in the show notes and. Um, this podcast, what they do is they get like small actors from big movies and interview them. They did got they, they did the guard off Shawshank Redemption. That was a great nice. interview. Oh, you showed me some of that. Yes, that was. They also got Biff Tannen, and Tannen said when he got called in to read for this script, they paired everyone up to read practice. He got paired with Crispin Glover right away. He said, I went to Crispin, and we're both looking. We try to figure out what, what do I do with the script. They just, they just seem, just first time ever, they have the script in their Why hands. Why do I feel like Crispin Glover would be intimidating? Dude, uh, Tannen says, I call him Tannen. Thomas he's he's Biff Tannen. He's, he's so Tannen Biff. said that when he started, he, so he started his thing trying to come strong. He said, Crispin Glover, uh, out, out of nowhere. Because before that, he was a normal person talking yeah. nice to meet, shake hands. He said he curved his, like his spinal cord like a question mark, and it got really mousy. And, and Tannen said... When that the way he like became George George McFly, he said it could come back to when he was a kid, small, scared, weak. weak, and he said he couldn't. Go, he had to stop and and regroup his emotions because he had knocked back to childhood seeing McF- George McFly so incarnate and just incredible, dude. Dude, Crispin Glover seems like he'd be crazy. He's, I mean, there's an interview you can watch with him on, I think, Letterman. It's a Letterman. I remember. It's, it's, the, it's the most uncomfortable thing you've I'm ever watching, seen. I'm watching, I'm like, this, it reminds me of Andy Kaufman, but it's not a joke. Yeah. It's so, and you feel bad because this guy is a kind of crazy introvert, probably a little off, and he, people. Didn't Letterman get annoyed? And was like, yeah, and, and the audience was laughing at Crispin, and he didn't know what to do. It, it's a sad interview, dude. I can't see stuff like that. Crispin actually sued Zemeckis because in part two, they got an actor look just like Crispin Glover to be the That's dad. That's not him? That's not him. Crispin had filmed a few things like that they didn't use, and they used that. The upside down dad That's with the bad That's not Crispin. Bag? That's not. Too bad it looks exactly like him. And so him. Crispin sued him for using his likeness without paying him because, like, listen, I'm an actor using my, like, my image. You're, you're, you're aping my voice. And they sued him, and he won, and now it's illegal to do that. You can't like use someone else's likeness without getting the estate's permission That's or paying crazy. the actor. Which is why if they want to do Leah and start like Star Wars, they gotta pay they the gotta estate. Pay her family, they yeah. can't just use her likeness without her permission. 
Crispin. Wow. Glover, like Glover, he is, he's so good. Like his he's laugh is in incredible. Last, he's only in part one, isn't he? Yeah. His laugh, incredible. His, um, uh, what do you call it? The way he walks. The, the way he talks. awkwardness, dude. There's a scene and it's so incredible. You know what's cool though? When he said, Chocolate milk me or something. He's and it, it slides. And, and he's like, yeah, that was sweet. Downs it and he that wipes with his like. Whoosh. That was sweet. You are my density. Maya. <laughs> dude, that movie's amazing, dude. Dude, George McFly, dude. He, he's in, the, the cast give it their all. And they, they shine. They are just. You just blew my mind. I cannot believe that's not Crispin in part two. Yeah, it's crazy. That's insane. That dude talked and looked exactly like him. It's nuts. Uh, I think they have some kind of film they use of Crispin in the, but they use his like they, they just figure out that they ape his voice, they ape his look, and it's not him. And he's like, you can't do that. That's my likeness. That's crazy. And he sues the crap out of him. Remember the character he played on the Charlie's Angels movie, Creepfest McGee. It's, it's Creepy City, dude. He's in that. He's in Willard Creepfest McGee. The one with the rats. The rats. Never seen it. Ooh. Is it crazy? He has pet rats and no friends. Ugh. People are mean to him at work. And the rats called life, dude. Dang. These rats become like they go kill those people that hurt them. Like it's a horror movie, dude. It's gross. Why did I think it was a kids movie? No, Willard's a, a, it's him and his pet rats, and the rats love him. They see people mean to him. They go kill those that are mean to him. He doesn't know it until later on. Oh my goodness, it's, dude! It's a mess of a film, dude. Jeez. Willard, dude. I think Willard's the name of his, his the one rat who leads all the other rats is, is Willard's his name. The Rat King. The Rat King. Ninja Turtles. Um, Jeez. Great cast in this film. I think all of these actors, every one of them, this is their magnum opus. They've been in other stuff like Michael J. Fox did Spin City, a really successful um, TV show. Too bad he was in stinking, uh, what's the first show he started on? That was Facts of Life, right? No. No, what is it? It was not Facts of Life, Different Stroke. No. No. What's it called? This is, this is uh, one, this is just a few years before our time. What was that called? Wasn't it Facts of Life? No, uh, Family Ties? Family Ties. Was it Family Ties? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got the stinking song in my head, dude. What's the song? Um, I don't know the words. I got the rhythm you, in my head. Give me the thing. I give you no rhythm for <laughs> Shoot. So, Back to the Future. Now, here's the thing. This movie's 30 years old, which means there are two generations of kids being born who, who might not know what this movie is. They might not know it. My kids aren't going to give a rip because, first of all, they're going to watch this movie, and the present for them, the 80s, is the past already. Then you have the 50s past. So it's like for them, that yeah. whole thing is foreign. So my kids are older. It's 30 years 30 old, And then years. they go back 30 more. That's crazy, man. For us, 80s is the present, and 50s. And to them, there's things they're not going to understand at all. There's, there's a lot of things they're going to see in the what, 80s. like Huey Lewis? Oh. Just all kinds <laughs> of phones and all. It's a different world, dude. Um... TV, the jokes of TVs, like nobody has two TVs. Like that's like it's weird stuff, dude. Um, reruns, they don't know what a rerun is because that's gone. That's just all gone, dude. Um, but let's say you had a a niece, a nephew, or a kid, and the kid you you want to make you want to. It's time to it's movie night. You get everyone to get your friends together, and you want to Back to the Future. And they're like, I don't want to watch Back to the Future. How are you going to pitch this movie to them? How are you going to make this say, Listen, let's watch this. Let me tell you how awesome this is. Give me your one or two line pitch for Back to the Future, dude. Why you ask me first, boy? Okay, well, I'm saying we gotta, for us, we got to do this. Well, let's do it together, dude, because I, I, there, there, uh, there's just too much. It's, it's too much awesomeness, and it, 
you how do you even start? I would say, dang it, how would you say it? it you'd say, um, I, it's so big. It's just too much. Like it, it's one of those you look at the the finished product and it's incredible. But Is there like, any movies nowadays that are like there's like a cool, super cool main character that you can't help but love because he's so charming no, and fun? Because nowadays nerds are cool. Nowadays, like the introvert's cool. It's unless you're talking about John Wick. But he's a killer. He oh, can't yeah, do it. But he killed that role too. Yeah, no, it was awesome. Too bad Matrix was on last night and started watching. I'm like, this movie was incredible. It was incredible. Jeez. How would you pitch Back to the Future to you? To my, so my kids are getting older. They want to watch a movie. I'm like Back to the Future, watch this movie. Why? This is. I would say this. I would say, listen. Every time travel movie ever made is based on this one. That was that's my pitch. Every time travel movie ever made, Back to the Future, based on Back to the Future. It set the rule for yeah, time but travel. Yeah, so much more, though. I don't, but I'm saying, you, you can't give, you gotta give them a little bit of time. Yeah, just suck them in. Because every time travel movie is based on Back to the Future. I wish, yeah. Like, thinking um, in part two, that line he draws, that is how every... That's amazing. That Star Trek two did, or Star, Star Trek did the same thing. Yeah. Everyone has used... He's talking about the alternate 1985. Exactly. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Every single movie uses Doc Brown's map to explain time travel. Everybody. It's the rules we all obey. We have no idea if it's true or not, but we listen to it because of the, Doc Brown. The, cra- the craziest part is, like, how could you... How could there ever be... Time travel in real life. Because when you think about that, one thing changes. It changes the whole... It's The, cr- the it's whole cr- idea of time travel is amazing. It's, and that's why it's, that's why it's such a fun movie idea because there's, it, it's just, there's so many things that go wrong. It's just, it's just a very fun thing to play with. Um, now, we're going to do a new... Uh, last week, we, we, well, we used to sometimes go through movies and go through every scene. We don't want to do... We're not a, a movie... We're not going to... We're not a review movie. We're not going to summarize. We're going to do instead, we're going to start, start a little bit here called The Scene. Because every movie has a scene. That's the, the culmination. The, it's the whole movie crystallized into one moment. Uh, in, like last week, The Professional, it's definitely the scene at the end when the, when the bad guys come for Matilda and him, and he's putting her down on the shoot, and he says, I, 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 sleep in a bed. I love you too. I want to sleep in a bed. I want to, I want to have roots. I want to be a person. That, that, it, it's, it's just, you're just like, oh my gosh, I'm going to cry. Movies have those moments. It's the whole movie. You're like, I love you as a friend. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good one. It's the funniest. Just friends, dude. <laughs> but my brother and I, we agree that in the, we see this, we, we agree that the, the, the scene. We get too excited about movies so we tell the whole stinking movie. Right. But we both agree that the, the, the scene of this movie, the, the, the turning point, the encapsulation. The whole reason the movie exists, like the point of this movie. Is this one scene. It's an incredible scene. It's the scene in the car where Biff Tannen. The dance. They're at the dance. At the, Chapman under the sea ball. Chapman under the sea dance. Biff Tannen. Well, well you, you got to rewind though. Marty and George come have up a plan. with this plan. Yep. It's a make, terrible to, it's, plan. It's the worst too. plan I've ever heard of. <laughs> they're, trying to make, they're trying to make Marty seem like a jerk, but Marty's too good of a guy to even fall for it. She's the one that's pressuring him on everything. Right. And they're going to act like Marty's like taking advantage of her. She's going to get upset, and then George's going to come and save the day. Right. That's the whole thing. 
But Biff, they inter- weren't planning on Biff showing up and wrecking the whole show. And there's boys, which one of them was Billy Zane. I saw it was Billy Zane. That's dude. crazy. You know who the other one was? I who? One of the other guys was the guy from uh, Young Guns. He is the the, the 3D's curly, 3D, curly 3D glasses. Yes. That's curly from uh, yeah. But uh, so Biff's in the car. So when McFly comes, he's gonna he's gonna have no. It's gonna be no, it's gonna be a fake fight. Him versus Marty, easy. Open the door and it's Biff and Biff. Big Tannen old Biff, dude, is taking advantage of her. Dude. Oh, he's grabbing her, tearing her dress. I mean, he's it's bad. He's like, he's gonna rape her. He's gonna rape her. Yeah, it's it's, it's a like it scene kind of becomes dark. Well, dude, well she. Looks past Beth at George. He's like, she's like, please help me save my save life. Save me, yeah. And Biff's like, and he and and everything. And George is saying, get out of here. He's a, he's a he's a he's, he's a, so scared of Biff. He's he's a, a marshmallow. He's he's been pushed around his whole life. He's 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 a weak person, dude. That's who he is. And you see him as a, a grown up. He's a weak man as a oh, grown up. Oh, he gets up. pushed around. It, Biff's I mean, still wrecking his life. Biff's a, still destroying it. He's still doing Biff's homework at work. It's t- dude. Wrecks Biff's. Oh, he got Biff light wrecks beer? his car. <laughs> um, and he's like, he goes, "You got to my beer." He goes, "My question is, who's getting my coat? Who's gonna take care of my coat?" Biff Tannen, dude. What a dog. He's now he's married to Ivanka. Or no, that's his, <laughs> that's his daughter. <laughs> Now so Henry Biff, thinks that his daughter's going to be the president one day. <laughs> <laughs> so, opens the door, and it's Biff Tan. Beth goes, you got the wrong car, McFly. Keep walking. And McFly decides to man up. Which is crazy, dude. It's, the scene, he just says, no, Biff. And you're like, oh, no, George. Dude, <laughs> Marty's no, locked Biff, in the trunk. You leave her alone. And he's nervous. And that nervous energy's there, but he's the, 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 the glowing Doesn't streak. He, he comes up and he, the plan is, get your damn hands out. And he's just like, oh. <laughs> he's like, dang, dude. <laughs> and Biff gets out of the car. And he's huge. He's and he goes, so huge. He tries to push him in the stomach like they planned, and Biff just grabs his head out of the air, twists it around. Well, yeah, and she gets out and tries to slap him, and he knocks her on her butt. Dude, it's brutal. And he's just laughing at him. And, and it's and it's and you could see in George's face this his whole life getting laughed at and getting bullied on. Seeing a girl he kind of thinks is cool getting thrown down by a man, he's and it's just too much. Yeah. And you see the fist well, when ball the, when up. The fingers dude. curl up, you're like, oh, and the music, boy. And it's a slow crescendo. It's amazing, dude. And he he drops a bomb dude, on him. That's one of the best punches. In film history. He lays him out on the side of that car. Three, he does a 360. Like, yeah. spins his body all the way against the car. And Marty gets there just in time to see his dad still cocked back. Like, he's still, or he's, he got the fist in, in the air still because he can't believe it. And he's staring at his hand. And he's like, smiling like, I did this all. I'm the man. Dude, and she's looking at him like, this dude come out of nowhere. And then he, then he, gets, he, gets back and then he takes that hand and it offers it to her. Are, are, are you okay? Like, he's just, it's. And, and, you just, and you just, and the way it's filmed, you see a cold breath. It's just like, oh my goodness. Because this movie, in a lot of ways, you know, Marty McFly saving his father. Well, yeah, he, his, he's seeing his dad just being a pushover. In, just, as an adult and as a boy. And so uh, Marty McFly, Marty, he has no character. He doesn't grow as a person. He's cool at the beginning, and cool crazy. at the end. He's so cool. He's just a cool guy. How did he, how did he become so cool? He is, though, dude. Probably he's played guitar. And he's, 
skateboards. Yeah, it ain't even cool yeah, than yeah, that, yeah, dude. Got a Grabbing sweet the back girl. back of stinking tailgate. And he's awesome, he's dude. He's awesome, dude. He would have been the extreme X Games if he, if he, if he really existed. He's, a, he's amazing. Um, Steakin. But uh, it's really... Because Georgia Fly, you see him in the beginning. He's a his kids are all lame. Uncle Joey's in prison. Their lives kind of, I mean, their house is ghetto. How about when his Uncle Joey's in the crib? Get used to these bars, kid. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, mug. But then you go back. He's a businessman. Dude, he's a writer. All his kids are doing great. They're confident and strong. He, he, his wife, she's happy. She loves him. Gives her a little booty smack walking by. She's like, George. <laughs> Still in love all those years later. And you see, dude, you see Biff waxing the cup. Biff's the punk now. It's incredible. The nasty comb over, dude. <sighs> Uh, he's like, now Biff, I want two coats of wax on that car. I'm just finishing up the second coat right now. Biff, don't con don't me. Don't you con me, Biz. Oh, oh, I'm sorry, George. Uh, what <laughs> I meant was, the, and his, he's kind of bent and over. He's cowering, dude. He's like, <laughs> what I meant was, I was getting ready to start the second coat right now. <laughs> he's smiling. I'm sorry. And then he comes with the books. He's like, George, you make me fly. Your books came in. <laughs> he's all like, dude. hey, Marty, here's your, here's your keys. Got them all wax ready to go. <laughs> But that's the scene where George McFly becomes a man. He, he got control of his life and his destiny and his destiny. changes his life. And it's incredible. His whole future changes in that one moment. It's a powerful scene. It's the whole movie. And we agree. Rock and roll, dude. That's the scene of the movie. That's the scene of the movie. Dude. How about Marty picking up the guitar, dude? Ah, oh, the champion of the CDs, dude. dude. Your kids are going to love it. <laughs> now, before we get into Raise This Wrong, Raise This Right, uh, we want to ask everybody, first of all, you listen to the podcast, thank you. We are seeing our listenership go up every single week, dude. Every week, the numbers are climbing. I got a call this week. Someone just listened to the Jaws podcast. That was like, like seven, eight. That was like, just listened to it. Who did? Joy. That was like episode number two. I know. <laughs> but people it's are good, though. discovering this and giving it to their friends. So thank those that listen to well, this. Well, the best part about what we do, there's no order. There's no rhyme or reason. No. It's just out there. There's just movie, and you can choose what you do love and like. And those of you that love, uh, that like, enjoy our, 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 our banter, you listen to every one, even if you haven't seen the movie yet. And hopefully over time, we can introduce you to some good movies you might have missed. You know, because we've seen everything. Like Galaxy Quest. Because I guarantee none of you have seen it. It's amazing. It's great. So... Um, if you are an Android user, if you have an Android tablet, Android phone, um, go ahead and download the Stitcher app, and uh, that app has Rhythm Theater right on there. You can listen to it. You can download it so you don't use your, your um, streaming minutes, your data. It's great. Stitcher app. We love that app. But for those of you on iOS devices, iPad, iPhone, Mac computers, using your podcast app, we would ask you, please, please, give leave us a five-star rating on iTunes. Five-star? iTunes podcast store. What that rate does when you give us a five star rating, it puts us before more people so we can discover us and listen to us. Uh, we believe we have a great, great podcast here. A lot of a laughter and joy to share with the world. And if you help us get it out there, more people can enjoy it and we can keep it going for, for the peoples. So we have a five star review we're going to read today from Alex Ryman89. I wonder who that is. Dang, Gina. Too bad I'm going to do a promotion for their. We're, we're going to hit them at the. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he says in his review, love these guys. Movies have influenced many in our day. Looking forward to more episodes. So, who's Alex Ryman, Tony? He's the man, dude. Ba- probably one of the baddest guitar players I've ever seen. Dude, 
I, I, he's insane. We got spoiled with him for two weeks at our, at our church. He, 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 he's a good, he's a great musician. He's a great man, good husband, good dad. Um, and he also is a podcaster. And, and uh, him and uh, our boy Jason Duncan, they've got a podcast called Not Your Pastors Podcast. They're another Flint podcast. Yeah, Flint podcast. They're awesome. I just listened to their new episode today, and it's... Um, on the music scene of Flint. Yeah, well, the, the best part about us doing Back to the Future is it's like they go back in time, dude. It's uh, We all grew up on the Flint local scene, um, the local four whatever it was right over here. 432, four, two, two, something like that. Something like that, yeah. I just called it, I, I just remember playing at Carlton's. I was 20 years old playing in Dead by Sunday, and they, they actually gave us a lot of love in that podcast. But they had Joel Rash on, who was the guy who started the like pretty much the whole scene right the, here. Okay. And, and just the history that he talks about, it's, it, go over and check out their podcast. If you don't know anything about them, but you love the music scene here in Flint, and you want to know more about where it comes from, um, check out, go to Not Your Pastors Podcast, and uh, they, just, they just released it, Crushing Stereotypes, Punching Nazis, and Building Community with Joel Rash. Episode what? Episode 23. Number, episode number 23. And it talks all about the Flint Local 432, all kinds of awesomeness. Um, it'll 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 get you up to date on the history, what's going on, and it'll tell you about stuff that's going on in the city right now, which is what we are all about. Legit, we're all about Flint Town. Their podcast is more like of a potpourri. It's kind of different topics every week. They're, they're, uh, it's kind of more a Christian podcast, but they have some great topics sometimes and great interviews. We will link to their podcast in our notes. Um, and we were on their podcast. We were. We have an awesome episode. Um, so check them out. I mean. They, we have a, they have an incredible Halloween episode, too, you need to check out, oh. which I better be on next year, Jason. But uh, they, they did, yeah, they, they did a podcast where we were the guests, and we did our life story, and it was, it was, it was fun. It it's was, really sweet. And big shout-out to Flint City Derby Girls. Went to my first match last week, and it was insane. Uh, Jess Duncan, you're the bomb. Grace, you already know you the bomb. Did they win? Did the girls win? They won by a hundy, boy! Is it a lot in this? In I'm, probably not, but I, <laughs> I had a couple pops. <laughs> So I was just like, um, dang, I can't believe it. Old Red is so hot. <laughs> dude, I'm going to say something, dude. But I, dude, Tony's, he tells me, I'm going to Derby Girl. I'm, I'm going to a Derby Girl, what do you call it, Derby match? Derby. I don't even know if it's a match, it's a game. What it, uh, I'm going to see the, the uh, some Derby. Flint Derby Girls. Flint Derby Girls. We'll see these, what's their name of their team? Flint City Derby Girls, I think. Flint, City, Flint City Derby? I don't know. Okay, so I'm going to see these girls, and I'm going to meet one afterwards. I'm like, you're going to see, you're going to meet a derby girl? I'm like, yeah, dude, tattooed, redhead. I'm like, dude, you're done. You're done. <laughs> Dang, Gina. Don't jinx me, dog. Oh, jeez. Um, so how did this movie – okay, so, so Alex. Um, <laughs> you're going to get that swag, boy. We're going to send you some free swag. And by the way, Alex, next time, come with me and Jason. It's the best time ever. I know um, you're pretty jealous about him hanging out with me. So uh, Facebook direct message us at facebook.com Red Room Theater or Twitter message us at, at Red Room Theater and we'll and get us your address. To this, is Al- this is for Alex, by yep. the way. Um, send us your address and we'll get you some swag in the mail this week. So that's for you. If, and if you leave a five-star rating and we read it on the air, that's you're gonna free, get free swag for you. Yeah, you never know what free you're going to get, too. swag, dude. Sometimes uh, Angie will be like, Ernesto, I got you that for your birthday. You're like, I got to send it out. We ain't got the, we ain't got the uh, Red Room Theater swag yet. So, Which better be coming soon, dude. Dude, working on it right now, man. I got to get Jason a, a Tucker hat. Nice. Okay, so how did Back to the Future raise us right? Now, this, this is a real thing for us, dude. Man. When I was a kid in the 80s, the... It's so hard. The definition of cool in my mind... It's Marty McFly. Was Marty McFly. 
There was nothing cooler. Dude, he was a little tiny dude. Biff didn't scare him a bit. It's crazy. He wouldn't stand up. And I was pushed him back. He was huge, dude. He Marty's this little mug. He, dude, he, he tripped Biff, dude. He punched oh, Biff. He Push Sucker Biff. punched Biff, yeah. dude. I mean, you're like, oh my gosh, what dude. the heck is that? <laughs> <laughs> and Biff looks, dude. And he looks like a Mike Knight, doesn't in part two. Oh, what? <laughs> no, he doesn't, man. But uh, Biff is so much bigger than Marty, dude. But Marty balls him hands up, and he's like, I'm throwing these things, dude. He don't care. He's he's funny. Got a cool girlfriend. He is. He's just. A, he's a G, man. He's he confident is. with girls. Yeah, man. He's in a band at school. Plays guitar. He's like Jason and Alex, dude. <laughs> <laughs> this, I, I mean, I mean, I can never figure out skateboarding. I tried, dude. We're big dudes, man. You fall hard, bro. That's the man is un, dude. It's unforgiving. Dude. Jesus figured that crap out for oh, a while. Jesus is 130 pounds, dude. <laughs> My right leg's 130 pounds. Shoot, my right leg's 130 pounds. What did us thinking of? What is he snipe saying? Uh, Wildcats? Uh, <laughs> what does he say? He goes, you can't fit my jacket up in a suitcase. <laughs> dude, so that's why men can't jump, Paul. Is that? Oh, I thought that was Wildcats, dude. <laughs> No, you shot up the I don't know. Either one is an awesome movie, dude. Wildcats? We're the only people that has ever seen Wildcats with Goldie Hawn. Well, too bad Woody and Wesley were in that. No, they weren't. Woody, you're a great slot back. He was a quarterback, but he was horrible. And then the guy who played Bubba and Forrest Gump, they got back in school and got him to play quarterback. That's crazy. Yeah, that's that's like 82, bro. Oh, man. Um, So... But fly to us was the, I mean, just, and we weren't cool as kids. No, dude. we tried. We wanted to be. I wanted to be brave. I wanted to be courageous, but I wasn't for a long time because we're out. Well, know, that's because you know crazy. In our neighborhood, we were all right. In the schools, because we everybody else was sorry in our neighborhood, dude. <laughs> we but all, you went to school and you didn't have any people. When you went to school, your friends from the neighborhood turned on you. It's crazy. It's, it's a crazy world out there, man. Too bad he was. I remember this dude lived down the street. It's how poor we were. This was before it was cool to shop at the thrift store. So we all shopped at the thrift store. He was all pumped up because he got these new shoes from the from a garage sale. They're called catapults. And so we're at school dogging each other in front of everybody. We're friends. And he goes, "Yeah, whatever. Too bad you got your offer from Salvation Army." And everybody's like, "Oh!" And I'm like, "Yeah, what? You got them catapults from a garage sale?" And everybody's like, "Oh, dude!" And we're supposed to be friends. Just dog. Dude, there's a scene back in the future where they're they're talking Crispin Glover. Dog and George McFly, and they turn to Marty, and they're like, "You uh, so who drowned? Because he like like for the best." Yeah, like, yeah, and George McFly starts jumping in with them to laugh at Marty because he just wants to he, be. He, he's just glad he's not the center of attention. It's, and it's a it's a little detail. You're like, that's as a as a kid picked up. You've been there. You had you're pumped. Like, oh, someone else loaded me. Hey, too bad. Yeah. Too bad I spent the night at your house every weekend. But uh, you got them at the garage sale. Fool. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't tell your mom. She makes the best hands around there. <laughs> now, how this movie raises from this is a tough one because this movie is so positive and the memories are so good. There's not much it gave us that was wrong, but there's one thing that gave me which me and you differ on this. But th- here's the thing: I have inside of me. And this movie, didn't, this movie helped fan the flame. I hate bullies, dude. Dude, I 
have no remorse for a bully. In this movie, you realize bullies aren't just... If no one... If someone doesn't grab that and steer that away... It, it gets bad. It, 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 at first, you see adults that are sorry jerks. Yes. Try being a truck driver or in the construction industry. The people you see, man, it's crazy, dude. The thing is, at first you think Biff's just kind of a dumb dude. But then there's two scenes you see. There's one where he's behind her and he's like grabbing on her. He goes, "Come on, you know you want. I'm gonna give it to you." And you're like, "Oh shoot!" And that you're scene, like, gonna give it to you." That scene at the end. He's going to rape her. He's trying to get And it charged. turns dark. Yeah. And if, if George doesn't save Imagine her. Imagine what he would have become if he wouldn't have gotten knocked out. You see what he becomes? Yeah. A, he's not a, a dictator. He's just a jerk walking around. Pushing doing people his, around. Pushing yeah. people around. But you give him power, he becomes the president. You give him power and... Back to part two, remember? You give him power and our cousins are, are gone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I was at a wedding today, and literally, I'm doing the wedding. I'm stinking Mexican, dude. And the guy goes, so they're talking about Trump, dude. And they go, like, oh, I tell you a joke, dude. And they, I'm, I'm, I'm like, oh, shoot, here we go. He goes, so uh, he sent that order, you know, for the building the wall. And the next day, the president didn't come to see us. And guess what? One Mexican down. And I was like, I'm standing like, you pieces of crap, dude. That ain't nothing, dude. Back in the day, oh. I went with my buddy to his girlfriend's family's barbecue, and little did I know that they're a bunch of uh, bing NASCAR <laughs> driving. And I bring a cooler with Coronas in it because that was before I knew good Mexican beer. And I'm drinking Coronas, and this, this redneck walks up to me and he goes, Hey, man, can I get one of them beers? I'm like, Yeah, man, go ahead. And he takes a big swig and he goes, Man, that's the best Mexican piss I ever had. I'm just like, you're welcome, dude. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, you can have one of my beers. <laughs> like, dang, dude. <laughs> I'm standing right here, bro. <laughs> Anyways, so. We veer like a mug, dude. dude. So, like, literally, I walk into I walk into a Myers here in Flinttown, right in Burton on the, on the border, and I'll see a guy yelling at his girl, and I'll stop, and Angie will grab me. Say, Ernesto, you don't know what's happening. It's none of your business, you yeah. You can't get in that. And I want to go. I think this guy's dangerous. I want to put him down like a dog. And that's in me all the time. If someone's driving bad, I want to go follow him and make him pay for what he's done by cutting people off. I have inside of me this, I want to write every, if I see someone on Facebook being a jerk, I want to put him down like a dog, dude. It's in me. you can't. I know. You'll never win, dude. You can't fight every jerk. I bite my tongue all day, every day, dude. I have to. If you try to make every jerk pay for being a jerk, you'd be in prison 14 times over. Even though Danny Trejo was there for 10 years, yeah, that's not that cool, dude. <laughs> I mean, I have some to, I mean, studied to bullies in my life. And there's sometimes you, just, you need to. There's yeah. times you need, you, need, you need to step in sometimes and, stand, and, and be. I was once in Chicago sitting on McDonald's, and I was, it was next to the window. And uh, it's a big McDonald's, so the door is far away. It's like in the center, and I'm in the corner by a window. And I watched it happen, man. It was two guys. You couldn't get out fast enough. It was a black guy and a white guy. And uh, the white guy came behind her and grabbed her arms. The black guy came up and punched her in the face, dude. And when a man punches a small woman in the face, dude, they you know better, what it does. Thank God we weren't outside. And I remember I stood up, and everyone in the street scattered, man. Why? She went limp in the white man's arms, but I hit her again. 
took her purse, left her on the street, and walked away. Didn't run. They walked fast away. And there's a bunch of people around? And when they were gone, people came to help the girl. That is the sickest thing I ever heard, dude. Dude, in me, I, I want to go through the window. Yeah. I want to grab these guys, and I want to make them pay for what they've done. Well, here's the thing. This, and the, me and you are the same way with this. Um, you see somebody like that getting hurt real bad. I, I can't even watch these videos they post on Facebook about me getting beat down. My thing is I want them to feel exactly what this person's feeling. I want you to feel how you are making this person feel, and I can do it. And it's like you, you got to rein it in, dude, because – you find out the hard way, you know, you can hurt somebody on accident. You big big guys like us, dude, we put something in, you, we put our stinking ass into a punch on somebody that we're mad at like that, heat of the moment. Next thing you know, I'm going to prison on accident. Like like Nicolas Cage on the stinking kind of air, dude. Like, Legit. dang, man, I was trying to protect my woman, dude. Dang. Punch that dude, killed him. Shouldn't have slapped old red in the booty, dude. Oh. <laughs> it's it, like Biff Tannen is so hateable. I literally, if I didn't know anything about the guy who plays Biff Tannen, Thomas Wilson, I, if I seen him in the street, I would be like, Splat out! <laughs> what you got to say to George now, fool? <laughs> Spill on your light, his light beer. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you see him, you're like, you piece of crap. It's like uh, Eckhart, dude. Dude, legit, Slap dude. across his lips. Um, but, uh. There needs to be, I, I, I want to be a courageous man. I want to be a defender of the weak. I do. Well, here's the thing, though. There, there's a difference between wanting to take that role and be uh, an outlaw, vigilante. But there's another thing about being just a human being. If you see yes. somebody like that getting hurt, forget right. that. Why? You, you remember that video of that stinking young punk grabbing that old man, trying to rob his car, and the old man was holding the door, and the guy was beating that old man's head in front of his wife out there? Little punk. And then they went when they when they arrested when they found the guy and arrested him. The guy stinking mom. Oh, don't put him with general population. They're gonna hurt him. How about that eighty-five year old man? He was just beating the crap out of out in the parking lot, and people were walking by. Let me be walking by, dude. Please. I've literally I've driven Waterford. I was driving by, and some there was some kids picking up another kid. I pulled over, got out, and I'm like, hey! And the kid scattered. And I went over, helped the kid in this. I mean, if. I don't know what none of these teenagers are turned on me because they're all like 13, 14 year olds. I'm like, oh, yes. <laughs> I want to beat them off with the prison. Someone asked the day, I was, I was. You better watch your wording, fool. Someone asked the other day. <laughs> someone asked the other day. They said, how many 12 year olds could you really beat up? And I'm like, what kind of question is that? Like, like how many 12 year olds could you really beat up at once? Everyone. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, man, and you know what's crazy? This movie's so awesome, but I wish all of life could be solved by punching someone in the face. It, it would be amazing, dude. Just, just the right guy punch him, and your whole life changes. Oh, that'd be great. But uh, no, so that's that's Back to the Future. That's how it raises right, raises wrong. It's one of the best movies of all time. It's it's, it's up there. It will dude, always be up there. You know what's crazy? There's I'll try to show my kids one day, and they're like, "Dan, you're so lame." <laughs> But uh, anyway, till they're older, they can get everything, maybe like 13, whatever. But uh, this is in contention for greatest trilogy of all time. It's in the running. There's only, it's there. I there's mean, only it's there. five. I don't know, man. Robocop. Yeah, right. Oh, three is so it's bad. The worst. That's the one with the flying things, right? Dude, because there's so many movies that have great openings, but two and three can't hold it. What, like, like The Matrix? 
Like one's the best ever. Like Batman Begins. Oh, how many different times they try to recreate that? Like that part three. I don't like it, dude. What, uh, which one with Bane? Eh, it was like eh. Exactly. I mean, it's one. You know what? Two and then two, wah, two's wah. the stinking mountain, and then it's like. But one is still really good, dude. One's, one's good. One was cool if they never put out part two. <laughs> We're gonna one day do best trilogy of all time and just hash it out. We'll, we'll make the decision, but um, so yeah. So what I ask, ask you guys, we'd love to see on social media. Please follow us on Twitter, Redum Theater, or click us on Facebook at facebook.com/slash Redum Theater. Of course, theater spelled the European spelling. Legit. Next week, next. Ah, okay, <laughs> cutting out. One, two, three. Next week, <laughs> <laughs> Red Room Theater, we're watching another classic. I mean, one of the best, dude. One of the best ever by one of the best ever acting actors. Yes, one of the best, dude. What are we watching next week, brother? <laughs> I was gonna make a joke, but I'm not going to. We're watching Big with Tom shimmy, Hanks. Shimmy, shimmy, pop, shimmy, shimmy, wow. Did you ever see the video on Facebook of the guy who met Ron Howard and Tom Hanks? And he was saying, I memorized the handshake from Big. And he goes, you want to do it with me? And Tom Hanks did it with him perfect. And Ron Howard's in the background going, oh, no way. You haven't seen it. It's, it's amazing. amazing. It's amazing. We'll dude. link it on next week's uh, uh, podcast. Too bad. Did you see when Hanks was walking through Central Park and that people were getting married and he and he photobombed their their pictures and did I, all the pictures? That was amazing. Awesome. He's awesome. So as always, I'm Ernesto. And I'm Antonio. And we'll see you next week at the Red Room Theater. <laughs> <laughs>